we're 100 games into the season, so we need to ask, are the Yankees a disappointment, or is this exactly who they were destined to be? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, what's going on? What's going on on today's show? Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Of course, we have a preview of the Subway Series, which starts tonight, Game 1. Coming up later on tonight from the Bronx, of course, Game 2, just that quick two-gamer tomorrow. We're going to talk about Game 1 tonight. Stacy. we promised it on yesterday's show, but save the big guy. Pretty much all the outfield is there and what the Yankees anticipated. So how are they going to utilize or how should they utilize the outfield? We're going to talk about that later on in the show. First, Stacey, like you said, we are 100 games into the season. The Yankees are 53 and 47. From your perspective, are the Yankees a disappointment this season? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are a lot of factors as to why they're a disappointment, but yes, I would have expected better than 53 and 47 after 100 games. Where did you earmark them heading in close, close to the deadline here? If like, if you can take your brain back to spring training, Stace, where did you have them going into the deadline? I figured they'd be closer to the top of the division probably closer to 60 wins, more like a 60-40 kind of a thing going on after 100, more of a gap there between wins and losses. Um, you know, we knew the division was going to be tough coming into the season, and I didn't really want to predict them as first-place finishers, but I figured they'd be up there somewhere. So I was not expecting this, uh, you know, tied for last place but then again last place in the AL East is like first place in other divisions it just stinks that you're in a division with a bunch of top teams did you uh, have them out of the wild card I mean they're not out of the wild card but you know what I mean out of a wild card position like right this moment in time if the season ended today the Yankees are sitting at home did right. you anticipate that no definitely not yeah no nope. I think I'm I think I'm right there with you uh, like you mentioned, there are a bunch of factors at play, and the biggest one, I think maybe the biggest shock for both of us and maybe all of Yankee fans and maybe all of baseball is the drastic difference in play when Judge is in or out of the lineup. I mean, that is that has been maybe the sh most shocking thing this season. Yeah, although it shows you how much of an MVP he is because without him, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like how much he elevates the team because you know people are always like uh, i know a lot of people knock the mvp award when someone from a team that doesn't do as well wins it and they think well why would he be mvp this and that and it just shows you how important aaron judge is to this team i mean i didn't think they'd fall off as badly as they have in his absence i figured they wouldn't do as well but this is just <laughs> it's shocking how much they fell off after he got injured yeah I know there were a lot of people, and rightfully so at the start of the season, 
or leading up to the season post post off season, right? Going into spring training and going, what's going on in left field, right? Mm. What what's going to happen in that outfield? Again, we're going to talk about the outfield a little bit later on in, in full detail, but bat wise, offense wise, it's about as bad as it could possibly be. And for as doom and gloom as a lot of people were making out that lineup to be entering the season, I don't think anyone could predict that it would be this bad as a whole, as a whole. No, it's one of the worst offenses in baseball. The fact that they have 53 wins is kind of a miracle considering how bad the offense is. Yeah, I mean, considering the the pitching has been the bright spot this season, even though it has certainly gone through some downs. Uh, <laughs> yes. It has gone through many, many injuries. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like you said, to, to be six games over five. Yes, I know that includes a sweep of the Royals here these past couple of days. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just it, I don't think I'm going to go as far as as disappointment. Maybe leaner, lean a little bit more into the camp of what we may have expected, but I wouldn't expect it to be this low offensively I, I think you i fully anticipated more production out of the offense of course no one could have predicted that judge would miss as much time as he has um because it's not just the one stint it's two stints this year yeah i wanted to talk about our biggest disappointments and our biggest surprises stacy before we get to a little bit of news stacy what has been your biggest disappointment for the yankees this season I would say Giancarlo Stanton just because he hasn't done anything in Judge's absence. He's picked it up lately within the last, I saw a stat earlier about how much his stats have picked up in the last eight or eight games or so, you know, so since the break. Um, but as a whole, I'm disappointed. I was really hoping that he would pick it up a bit in judge's absence once he came back from being injured um you could also say the same thing for Rizzo but I'm picking Stanton in this instance I think my biggest disappointment is Oswaldo Cabrera mm -hmm. I I can't he's not even on the team I think that tells you everything you need to know he's not even on the team right now <laughs> yeah that that is uh about as disappointing as it gets I think is Cabrera's lack of production uh he has certainly gotten the opportunity and I think that stings the most. You could see it if it's a guy that's playing every three or four days and, you know, he hasn't really picked anything up. But, I mean, he was starting in multiple positions. He's gotten the chances. He's been shifted through the lineup. And it just has not worked out for him. And I hope he can figure it out because there's a lot of talent and a lot of energy behind that guy and a, a, a lot of value out of an Oswaldo Cabrera. And I just hope that uh, it's just a sophomore slump. Stacey, we don't want to be all doom and gloom because that's not what we do on this show. Right. What has been your biggest good surprise this season? I would say Ian Hamilton, just because he came out of nowhere, uh, kind of like Lucas Leckie a couple seasons ago. Like, who are these guys? Where are they coming from? And, you know, it was not funny, but when he got injured, it was it was sort of amusing because you thought to yourself, oh my God, this is bad that he got injured. And you're thinking to yourself, a couple months ago, you had no idea who Ian Hamilton was. And now you're upset that he's going to miss some time with that injury. And he's come back. He's been great. Yeah. I mean, I think you can push that even further, Stacey, just the bullpen in general. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think either of us anticipate it being saved the last couple of weeks as right. good as it has been, right? Mm -hmm. It's, And when we talk about the success, the six games over five, 
without that bullpen, even that bullpen is 50% of what it is, 60% of what that is. Uh, that's more like a 500 record, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, my biggest surprise in a good way, and this might ruffle some feathers, I think has been Glaber. Mm. Glaber to me was a guy that I didn't really even earmark starting. I didn't have Glaber as a starting second baseman for this team. I thought at least for what they wanted was Donaldson, Volpe, LeMayhew, and and Rizzo, right? Mm -hmm. That's the ideal heading out of spring training into the season. And here we are 100 games later, Donaldson is done for the season, and Os Oswald's up, and DJ's platooning, and Glaber's every day. Like, it's crazy. I didn't, I didn't put it past Glaber to be, I thought he was going to be a super, a super bench guy, but it's pretty incredible. And look, it's been a little rocky, a little wavy, but recently, since the break, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, drop your biggest disappointments and biggest surprises in the comments here on YouTube. And of course, also let us know, is this team disappointing to you or is it what you expected? Again, drop that in the YouTube comments down below. A little bit of news, Stacey. This is coming from multiple sources. And of course, this we're taking from the New York Post. The Yankees hired Andy Pettit officially as an advisor with the team. This is what Boone had to say about what that role means. Uh, quote, it's kind of his schedule where, as I tell him, as much as he can. Obviously, he's got obligations back home. So we'll see him at times where he'll pop in on the road. We'll see him here. Here, uh, I'm saving a seat for him on the plane wherever he wants to jump in. Uh, and what Boone expects out of him is, quote, just impact the players like he does. He's got a good relationship with Matt and Hark, the bullpen coach, and the pitching guys. He communicates with different pitchers throughout the season via phone. He does it with position players, too. So I just want him breathing into our guys. Stacy, your thoughts on this Andy Pettit advisor role? Um... I kind of love it just because I love Pettit. Pettit's the guy that I've seen the most live in person, playoffs, regular season, everything. And uh, he's one of my guys. And I know that he had texting relationships with CeCe. I know he had it with A-Rod. I know he had it with Jordan Montgomery when he was still here. Um, so I like this. Um, he knows what it's like to win championships. He knows what it's like to lose championships. He knows what it's like to be on the big stage. And he knows what it's like to have people you know, booing him. And I feel like this is a good guy to have around just to like get these players on a better course, I guess, because, you know, we saw even last week when they were swept by Anaheim and that interview with Rizzo, he just had no answers for anything. And then switched to Sunday <laughs> after sweeping the Royals. And yes, we keep saying, yes, we realize it's the Royals. We're not going to make such a big deal out of it. But the, the shift in attitude, it's like, you know, winning changes things. And I feel like having someone like petted around to let them know that, you know, things will be okay. You just have to get through the bad stuff because he's done it. I think it might actually help just a little and bit. Don't, and don't forget, he was pitching coach for the Team USA WBC. I know, Steve, mm -hmm. bringing up WBC. Shocking. But uh, look what he did with that staff. So. Not full pitching coach. I'm curious to see what this, how much we see him, honestly. Yeah. How much I know he was working with Loisaga. Like he was talking to Loisaga after Loisaga threw the other day. And um, I didn't even realize it was Pettit because I had my TV muted. And then I saw, his, <laughs> I looked at his face and realized, oh my God, that's Andy Pettit. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> 
Drop your questions down below here on YouTube for our Fan Mail Friday episodes. Let us know how you're feeling about the Andy Pettit signing. And, of course, join our subtext. All the information is in the episode description. We need to step aside. When we come back, let's talk about the Yankees outfield. Here at Locked on Yankees, we think buying baseball tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. Steve's used game time for tickets for this season, and it's been extremely simple. They take all the work out of buying tickets, so all you do is tap a few times and you're in. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the moments before first pitch. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for other events, too, like football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection, GameTime is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, you guys already know this, but you can catch the Subway Series, which starts tonight on Sirius XM. Of course, on tomorrow's show, the everydayers also know that we are going to be recapping Game 1, which we're going to preview a little bit later on in the show. Stacy, we need to talk about the outfield. The Yankees outfield has been in flux all year. It has been shaky. It has been rocky. It has been lack of production. It's had some moments. And we have, like we said earlier, 100 games of data to go off of now. And save the big hitter, the big boy. <laughs> Pretty much everybody's there. So they have, right now, the Yankees have who they quote-unquote want, right? of in the in the roster uh, in the franchise in the system is a better word this is this is who they've chosen right they have a choice now of right. who's up and those choices those answers are Greg Allen, Harrison Bader, Jake Bowers, weirdly enough IKF, <laughs> Billy McKinney and Giancarlo Stanton. Those are the guys that can play outfield. The guys that they elected to not have up are Oswaldo Cabrera, Franchi Cordero, Everson Pereira, which makes sense, uh, and then the two injuries of Willie Calhoun and Aaron Judge. So, of course, the caveat being this is a judgeless situation right now. Stacy, I went through the numbers, and I want you to let me know how you feel about my choices for three different outfield scenarios. I have okay. three different ones. Righties against righties, against lefties, and if you're focusing on defense first. And I'll explain some of it. I'm not going to go through every single pick, but here's my versus right-handed outfield alignment. In left, I put IKF. In center, it's Harrison Bader. And in right, I have Jake Bowers. Now, the caveat being here is... One, spoiler alert, Bader's in center every time. Right. Doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> Bader is in center field. Yeah. Bowers, I put in right to give Stanton a little bit of time off. I need Stanton to 
Stanton has to be in the lineup every day. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. But he definitely needs to be in the lineup against righties because of his career numbers, homer-wise, are astronomically higher against right-handed pitchers. Whatever reason, who knows? He's just hit way more homers against righties than he has lefties, even though his overall numbers are better against lefties. Homers, hmm. however, they just, for whatever reason, flat out of the ballpark against righties. Uh, ICAF is the best bat in this situation overall when you're looking at the numbers. If you wanted to start a more true outfielder against a right-hander, it should be Billy McKinney. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into lefties. If you're facing a lefty, I have Billy McKinney in left. That can be in flux, but right now I have him in left. As I said earlier, Bader's in center, and Stanton has to be in right. Um, I don't have Bowers in this lineup. Career numbers against lefties are just not good, and that's not just majors. That is across the All board. over, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the Yankees are facing lefty, I do not want Jake Bowers in the lineup. I can have him come off the bench and face a right-hander, but I am not having him face a lefty. And then if you're looking at your defense first lineup, you have McKinney in left, Bader in center, with a caveat being, I want Greg Allen off of the bench to come into center if you want it. If you need someone to come in defensively, you need to have Allen come in. That's your best bench option in that situation to put him in center and then shift your outfielders elsewhere. Of course, that's if Bader is being the one being swapped out. Uh, And then Stanton in right with another slight caveat that being Franchi Cordero is your best right field option out of the guys that we have uh, figuring in the offense and, of course, the defense. So if they were to get Cordero back up, that's who I would have replaced in right field if you're thinking defense first. Stacey, your thoughts on my method to my madness? (laughs) I still can't believe IKF is an outfielder at this point. Um, I know he's been doing it all season, but it's just so funny that he's played everywhere. Um, I agree with, I agree with most of this Um, because I do agree that Stanton has to play all the time. He, he can't sit. So if you're not going to have him out in the field, you have to have him DH. Billy McKinney is great out there. I mean, you know, we, we had the Billy McKinney day the other uh, night he made those two amazing plays and um, I wouldn't mind him being in center uh, if Bader can't play center um, I wouldn't mind him playing center but I like him in left also um, kind of surprised about the Bowers thing though because I always feel like anytime a ball is hit to him I kind of cringe because he's either turning the wrong way or something's happening um, it happened the other day against the Royals Um but I guess versus righties, you could put him out there. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, remember, that's in flux. You could have yeah. Stanton out there, but if you needed to give him a, a half day off, I figured yeah. do it then. That way you get Bader, uh, Bowers in right. Bowers also has a pretty decent arm. Um, yes. So that's why I have him in right. Uh, yeah. I stick IKF in left. I feel like he reads the ball fairly better out in left field. It's also just an easier read in general. So yeah. you put him out there in the theory of, it's the easiest thing you can do to him as a, let's say, a learning outfielder still. Right. Yes. Because he is really still learning how to play out there. I mean, you see it in some of the moves also that he makes. But, I mean, he's doing everything they want him to do. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty good move putting him there. But, yeah, I like all this. Um, it's just really funny because when I look at the number of guys they have, I think of Cashman's quote a few years ago as to why he wouldn't sign Bryce Harper because they already had six outfielders. 
what I wouldn't do to have Bryce Harper on this team right now. <laughs> oh, Bryce Harper's a first baseman. Where did I know, you get the but news? he he would have been <laughs> he would have been in the outfield for the Yankees. And oh, every time I think of it. Um, but yeah, now he's a first baseman. I mean, you know, baseball, you can't predict it. <laughs> I think what I learned while doing this is, and this is no knock on him, but mathematically, Greg Allen just doesn't offer much to the Yankees yeah. roster. And if Cabrera was 80% of what he was last year, Greg Allen's in Wouldn't even, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Cabrera offers just so much more versatility defensively. I would pick him over Franchi uh, overall. Um, of course, Pereira, as we mentioned, Everson Pereira, not ready, very much not ready just yet. And then until Judge comes back, what are you going to do? What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, I mean, defensively, I think you could put IKF in center. He's got good speed, and we know that he is just a, an athletic player. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to put him in center, if Bader needs a day off, I think that might be the situation. I'm not feeling super comfortable with Stanton in center. No, um, no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I, I, I would, if you need to give Bader a day off, I think it's IKF getting the call in center field. Yeah, no, I feel definitely Stanton can only be in right because he barely moves around as it is because oh, I can't even imagine seeing him trying to patrol center field. Yeah. That might actually be really, really funny. But no, let's not do that. <laughs> Let us know here on YouTube in the comments down below. How are you feeling about my ideal but less than ideal? Right. What it's... we're working with outfield <laughs> arrangement, right? Uh -huh. Again, this is what the Yankees have right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, again, I think save the Greg Allen situation, it's too far off of what they could in theory want now ideal with judge would be judge in right Bader in center who would be left Stanton I almost I almost flip it and put Stanton in right just because of his career numbers being so much better when he's in out in the outfield and if you have mm -hmm. to stick him somewhere it's in right field hmm. they've only left. had I believe I saw this somewhere so don't fully quote me on this but it's something to the effect of Bader, Judge, Stanton in the outfield 11 times this season. That seems like more than I thought it would have been. <laughs> I thought you were going to say three because that sounded better. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded more. At least the in the lineup. The I believe that was what the number was. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't fully quote me on that, but I believe it was something to that effect. Wow. So I think I would I'd have to dive a little bit deeper, but I think I put just because for whatever reason, Stanton's numbers are better when he's in the outfield what have you. Maybe there's a deeper look into that. Why? But mm. maybe I go judge left, Bader center, Stanton right. I think that's mm. how I lined it up on opening day anyway. So uh, again, let us know how you're feeling about this and my choices and the method to my madness. We're going to step aside. We need to talk about the Subway series and of course, give you our bold predictions when we come back. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, the Subway Series starts tonight on SiriusXM. Just Google SiriusXM. Of course, download the SiriusXM app available everywhere. Stacey, game one tonight. Verlander, Herman. Man, what a rocky season for Justin Verlander it's been. Uh, what a rocky tenure in New York. Uh, Domingo Herman. Maybe not the premier matchup everybody thought this could be, <laughs> uh -huh. but Herman's pitching better over the last month. Yeah. Verlander's coming off of a pretty darn good start, though. 
So we'll mm -hmm. see if either of those give or not. But I mean, just the baseline numbers aren't incredible. Dan, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to be positive about this, but you know, it's like, oh, the Subway series between two really mid teams, mid, that's what the kids say, right? Mid, they're mid. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, the last time these two teams met, it was a good series. Remember that two game set was one of the shockingly good series of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, yeah, hopefully it'll be the same. You know, we'll see. They're still important games. Of course. They're still very yeah. important games for the Yankees. And they're important that for the Mets, too, because, you know, right now the Mets are under 50 wins. And yeah, I think they're less important to the Mets. I think it's it's done for the Mets. Yeah, they're going to sell. I think they're done. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. Sure ain't winning the East. <laughs> oh, my on. God. No, that's been done close. since. No, that's been they, done they, since May. Are they mathematically eliminated? <laughs> Actually, I know. It's almost it's almost at that point. It's yeah. almost at that point. Yeah. No, nah, I think the Mets are done. Um, game two, Quintana versus Rodon. That's going to be interesting to see him at Yankee Stadium, isn't it? Considering the kiss of death in Anaheim. We'll see yeah. if that matters to anybody. Uh, of course, <laughs> he has to obviously write the ship as well. Stacy, bold predictions for this series. Do you have them for the subway sets? The Yankees are going to hit three home runs off Verlander. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's big. That's big. <sighs> How bold do I want to be? Because something hit my brain, and I'm going, that's too bold, Steve. No, you can never be too bold. Well, see, I'm also behind in the standings. Right. Ah, uh, you know, because Is this the fun. first week that you didn't yell at me that I didn't go bold enough? <laughs> yes, yes, because that's pretty bold, going that is... deep three times. Yeah. I'm going to stick on the homers. Rizzo homers in both games. Ooh. <laughs> Is it's he hitting one off Berlin? That's no. not gonna happen. But hey, no. that's, yeah, that's I don't even bold. think the Yankees the Yankees aren't gonna even hit three in the series, but I'm saying they're gonna hit three off Berlander in the first yeah. game. Yeah, we'll stick on the homer. We're going homers in this one. Uh <laughs> yeah, Rizzo Homers Tuesday night and Rizzo Homers Wednesday night, three games in a row. Out of nowhere, just finally figured it out. <laughs> we'll see. It's everyone Andy was Pettit. super <laughs> everyone was super mad at us yesterday because we were happy that Anthony Rizzo had a good game. Yeah. What do you guys want from us? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right. Hey, that's just about it for today's Locked on Yankees. You can drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday as a reply to the pinned comment here on YouTube. That's down below. Of course, if you're on the audio side, our YouTube channel link is in the show notes. Of course, if you're on the YouTube side and you want to take us on the go, download us for offline listening. You can do so on any audio platform. And uh, you can also join our subtext where you skip the line for Fan Mail Friday. You get text messages from Stacy and myself. Of course, all the information is in the episode description. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacy Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.